Hello. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Is it good evening? Yes, um, I think. Yes, it is. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, good morning to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Good morning. <laughs> wow, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me. Thank you very much for You're accepting welcome. to be a part of this. I believe every woman in STEM has, even if it's just a single word that they can say to this girl who is just entering the STEM field, this girl who is passionate about STEM, and make them feel not alone, make them know that they're part of a huge community of women out there that have done amazing things in this field and are still going. So I welcome you so much to this session. Thank you for sparing time to speak with me and I'm looking forward to learning again from you. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, so Jennifer, my first question is for you. You can to... call me Jenny, by the way. Jenny, okay. Right. You know, I, I hardly ever call myself Jennifer because my father, anytime he calls me Jennifer, it means there is a pot of trouble and he's ready to dish it out to me. So... You think African parents? I know, I know. Oh, typical African parents, yes. So... Call you Jenny. <laughs> Yes, so I usually introduce myself as Jenny, you know. Oh, that okay. is more uh, cordial mm. than Jennifer. Yeah, okay. so Jennifer is like, yeah, trouble. It means trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we shall go with Jenny. <laughs> so the very first question is for you to kindly introduce yourself. Just a summary of maybe your name, what you do currently, and stuff like that. Just the simple stuff. Oh, right. Okay. So, um, as you are already aware, my name is Jennifer, appears to be, <laughs> but you can call me Jenny. <laughs> okay. So Jennifer or Jenny appears to be, it's all right. And, okay. uh, I am Ghanaian. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, from the name. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm Ghanaian and I am currently doing my uh, PhD in the US, I'm doing electrical engineering. Wow. So I did electrical engineering for my undergrad and for my master's, and now I'm doing it for the PhD as well. Wow. So wow. Yeah, in a nutshell, that's me. Okay. Okay, nice to meet you again. <laughs> nice to meet you again, Winnie. <laughs> okay, um, so Jenny, how did you join this engineering field? Can you walk us through your journey from <laughs> childhood to where you are? Just a summary, but you know, those highlights in those those points. Yeah, um, so when did I even want to be an engineer? Well, I never considered engineering up until I was in high school. Okay. And um, prior to that, I said I wanted to be a pilot. <laughs> that was when I was in grade four. In Ghana, we call it primary four. So I, was, I, I wanted to be a pilot. Then I changed my mind. I said I wanted to be an actress. But I went through a series of... <laughs> 
series of changes oh, at some <laughs> Oh yeah. At some point I said, Oh, I even want to be the president of Ghana. I see this like a job, like a career. <laughs> Yeah. It's not a job, like you, you know what I mean. <laughs> Nobody goes to school to become a president. To become a right? president. <laughs> yeah. So, um, at some point when I was in junior high school, which is like middle school in many mm-hmm. places, mm-hmm. I I wanted to be an astronaut because wow. I just loved anything space, anything mm-hmm. star, the moon, the planets. They, they really fascinated me. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, one of the teachers in my school came to our class one day and they, he started asking folks what they wanted to do. And the kid said, oh, Jenny says she wants to be an astronaut. I was away from class. Mm-hmm. So he asked them to let them know or let me know when I was back that he needed to see me. So I went to see him mm-hmm. and he said, what did you tell the kids? And I said, I, I want to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. So he laughed and told the other teachers, she's going to grow up and become a burden to society. I was so not happy about it. And my mother was unhappy about it. Mm-hmm. And his point was that I was going to go into this field that doesn't exist, that nobody has any use for. Wow. And I won't get a job because wow. his, his vision was just Ghana. Whereas I wasn't looking at Ghana. I mean, as far as space is concerned, I wasn't even looking at Africa. Mm-hmm. And I was 12 years at that time. Wow. And yeah, that just made me mad. But it didn't really change the fact that I wanted to be an astronaut until one day uh, there was an accident in Kumasi where mm-hmm. I lived. And there was a gas explosion. Uh, At that time, I had been sent by my mother, so I just saw people running away, like it was a real, like what you call a stampede across a very wide region. So this was years back, and I was, at this time, I think I was still 12. Mm -hmm. So I saw a huge ball of fire go up into the sky. It exploded, and it traumatized me. Because I knew I wasn't ready to see the sun, the stars, and all that. Mm-hmm. It, it told me I wasn't good enough for that. Mm-hmm. So after about three months of being traumatized, I, I, I was able to overcome that. And then I changed my thoughts. And I said, well, I don't know what I, I'm going to be, but I will be anything that God wants me to be. Mm-hmm. So fast forward four years later, I'm almost through it senior high school and in Ghana you do your senior high school exam which is a West African exam Mm -hmm. and then you get qualified into university so I started praying about it God what do you want me to do Mm -hmm. but I had noticed that I loved physics and it came so naturally to me Mm -hmm. and mathematics anything math I mean I was still a good student I was my class's best student for all the subjects but when it came to physics and it came to math there was a kind of affinity for them Mm -hmm. like I don't know how to explain it a kind of affection you know Mm -hmm. intimate affection for both of them so (laughs) so I would um what I decided to do was to ask some friends of mine that I thought were godly people Mm -hmm. and for me 
seeking godly counsel is always important, right? Mm-hmm. And something as important as career was something that I definitely was going to take time to pray about and all that. Mm-hmm. So I started speaking to them. Some said you should be a medical doctor. You have the flair for it. Others said, I think the way you do physics is an engineer's way. You should do it. Mm-hmm. And so I was torn between them. And I went to my father, who, by the way, is an electrical engineer. And I told him, hey, I think I should be an electrical engineer. Mm-hmm. He asked me why. And I said, um, well, it's just because I, anytime I start my physics exam, I'm in a hurry to flip to the section that says electricity and, and electrostatics. Wow. I'm always in a hurry to flip to that. Mm-hmm. And within five minutes, I'm done. And I get all 20 marks, no matter how hard it is. It comes so naturally to me. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, you shouldn't be an electrical engineer. And that was an African dad's instinct kicking in. Wow. <laughs> because he felt I wasn't going to get a job as a woman, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, he's an electrical engineer, so he knows what it means for mm-hmm. women to be in the field. And he was... Yeah opposed to it but of course he's not the kind of dad who vehemently opposes things he will express his opinion and tell you i think you should go this way mm-hmm. right so i got to uni i bought the forms and i knew my father wasn't gonna let me do electrical engineering so in my selection of programs for the university mm-hmm. i went with medicine first And and then I went for chemical engineering because then again, chemistry was one of my favorite subjects, even Mm. though not as much as physics and math, but I still loved it and I liked the teacher. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the teacher liked me too. (laughs) So so it was mutual. (laughs) So um, I took chemical engineering because I saw a whole lot of possibilities for it. And then I brought electrical engineering third and biochemistry fourth because I also wanted to do something genetic engineering. Right? Mm-hmm. I left the forms with my father and mm-hmm. he, unbeknownst to me, he had given me fake forms. I didn't know. Oh. Again, that is an African dad, right? <laughs> because he wanted to make sure, he wanted to make sure that I would he essentially wanted to lend me some of his wisdom. You know what I mean? Mm, so he wanted yeah. to make sure that I wasn't making like lifetime mistakes. Mm. So he went home and I went back to school because it was a boarding school. Mm. And he saw that I had put chemical second and electrical third. So he swapped them oh. and he submitted them. So finally the results were in. I had to go for the medical school interview. And then they saw that I had electrical engineering as my second choice. Mm-hmm. And um, my father was an electrical engineer too. So mm-hmm. they asked me why I was there. I said, well, I want to be a medical doctor. And I think it's either or both of two things that happened. I don't know, but that is what I suspect. Mm-hmm. I probably must have demonstrated to them that I wasn't really interested in medicine. Mm. That is one. Yeah, that's possible. Or I might, or they might have just thrown me out there to electrical engineering because my father wasn't a medical doctor. Mm. So it 
this is how it works in Ghana. The, the children of medical doctors tend, they tend, I'm not saying that they do, they tend to get into med school. Oh. And even in other parts of the world, like the UK, it is so. I, I thought it was just in Ghana, but yeah, I was wow. wrong. Wow. Yeah. And they tend. <laughs> yeah, it's even the case for lawyers too, that the children of lawyers tend to become lawyers. They tend to get accepted. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I think either of them might have played a role. Mm. So I found myself in electrical engineering and yeah, from then on, I started doing it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, wow. That was how I got into engineering. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you mentioned something about doing engineering for your undergraduate, graduate, and now your PhD in yes. electrical engineering. So can you tell us some of the challenges that you have faced along this journey as a young female African? <laughs> I think I, I, I will talk about gender. Okay. <laughs> so when I was when I was at uni in my class there were we started with hundred and thirty two people also. Mm -hmm. And there were only twelve girls. What? Right. <laughs> wow. I know. I know. And this was even better than the mechanical engineering class, which had over ninety and just about six girls also. So, so we were lucky there were twelve of us. Wow. <laughs> and and um naturally there was that intimidation when I mm -hmm. got to uni and in Ghana the secondary schools that are really good are the public missionary schools okay yeah that's and the same boarding here. school yeah mm -hmm. okay so I got to this class not having any credentials of my own I wasn't the best student from my high school which was a mm -hmm. girls school Mm -hmm. Some people call it secondary school, right? Mm -hmm. I wasn't the best. I mean, I wasn't anything, right? Mm -hmm. But at least in my class, I was good. So I, <laughs> I made it there. Mm -hmm. But I come to uni and I'm seeing these boys from really good schools in Ghana, like Adesidol College and uh, St. Augustine's College and Infant Spring Books. Mm -hmm. And you know the thing with boys, they, they are naturally showy people they would show mm. off you know someone would get up ask, ask a question and sometimes I don't think it's such a great question but the guys just keep in Ghana we call it flowing them fans I can go <laughs> like whoa and the guy is so showy he's I wish you could see me do this he would lift up his hands you know just in Ghana we call it collect the fans mm. collecting the fans right? <laughs> And a girl, you you ask a question and it's quiet and they are waiting to see the gibberish that you would say. Oh, right. They are, they are sort of, it, it, nobody ever said it, but that is how I felt. Mm. Like they are waiting for you. It's like, they are, they are like, oh, these, these people, these girls just got in. We would just deal with them like how we would deal with little kids just be mm -hmm. nice to them but really they don't know anything they are nobody's like that was the me mentality that I could tell people had right wow. so we started our first semester and I was quite surprised that I I, I did pretty well mm -hmm. at the first semester I was fourth 
out of the 132, I couldn't wow. believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And in fact, I didn't even know that I had gotten a first class. I had started off with a first class degree. I didn't even know. <laughs> so I went complaining to my dad saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't do as well as I should. Oh, I knew you could do it. <laughs> that was when it dawned on me. Actually, maybe if I, if I did away with this fear, I would do much better. Mm -hmm. Right. So from then onwards, I just, you know, I just forgot about everybody. It was mm -hmm. just me in that class. And I didn't care that I was a girl. I didn't care that they were boys. Mm -hmm. I just, I just found that, oh, all that they do is showy things. It's for their own showy purposes. That's mm -hmm. it. And I don't mean any disrespect. It's just what it was. Like, yeah. they were being showy, right? Mm -hmm. They would ask questions so confidently, you know, that kind of thing. And I, I figured that, yeah, maybe it's just their nature. They, mm -hmm. they like to have fun, you know, but it's not me. And it doesn't have to be me mm -hmm. in order that I am good. So from that first semester onwards, I was really encouraged by my own performance. Honestly, I was super encouraged by that. Mm -hmm. And um, I just kept going until one day, there was an award ceremony in my school. Mm -hmm. And we all just trooped into the auditorium after class and we just went to witness some folks getting awards. Now, there were a bunch of boys sitting in front of me where I sat, and a girl was called on. She was in her final year at the time, chemical engineering, and they said she was the best student of the college. Wow. wow. So as she got up to get her award, I think she was the best student in the chemical engineering department, rather. Mm -hmm. I heard some of the boys sitting in front of me laughing and saying, well, no matter how brainy she is, she's still going to be someone's wife. What? I heard someone say that. It broke my heart. It hurt my soul so much. Wow. And I went like, is being a wife an insult? Is it like a demotion? Is it a, a degrading thing so that if someone is intelligent, if a woman is if a woman is intelligent, mm -hmm. she will still be degraded by becoming somebody's wife. That is the impression it gave to me. Mm -hmm. Another time, I heard one of the boys talk about um, something. He said, oh, we don't like the girls in this engineering. I mean, how can you be doing a man's job and still call yourself a woman? Mm -hmm. we, we go out there to those doing politics and social science those are the girls then we can have fun with them there are no like fun loving girls in engineering <laughs> they said it casually okay. and it was a joke and honestly I laughed about it too because I couldn't be bothered but later I thought about it and I said even as a joke it is still inappropriate yeah it would kill a girl so to hear that Remember, I said I was encouraged by my own performance. So mm -hmm. by the end of my my uh, education, I, I was the best female student in the whole college, right, wow. in engineering. Mm -hmm. And that is what earned me that tag. I necessarily couldn't cook because I was good. I necessarily <laughs> would make a man's life hell because I am intelligent. And honestly... It's about time people did away with these things, mm -hmm. you know. 
about time people did. And for me, a lot of these things that I've encountered as a female engineer, and especially a female engineer who does her job well, mm-hmm. has been at the undergrad level, of course, because it was in Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, out here, I haven't experienced it at all. Wow. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so maybe uh, that's uh, my little piece of experience there. Okay, okay. Um, I was going to ask how you were able to overcome the challenge, but you have answered that through the challenge oh, question. Yeah. yeah, so I'll just skip to the next question. Uh, which is about some of the prestigious moments, you know, recognition, awards, achievements along this journey. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, well, you know, I did take a look at your website and mm-hmm. I saw you had interviewed Dr. Ifa Kaufman. Yeah. And honestly, I am no match. I am not here. I don't have any awards. <laughs> When I saw her on your website, I said, what, what, what is she trying to do? Is she trying to pit me against her or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Because she you. is somebody I that I love. that so lady. She kept talking and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> like, yes, what she's somebody. I with my life? And like, oh, yes. Jesus, and yes. she's so humble. Oh, my God. Yes, she, she is, is. so, she so is. humble. I talked yes, to her she and is. she was so full of respect. I'm like, Winnie, what? <laughs> I can understand. I understand exactly where you're coming from. I understand. Yes. I was like, what is this girl trying to do? Why is she pitting me against this person i mean i don't have to be on this website i am a nobody and i shouldn't be there <laughs> because i saw she was there and i said oh maybe this website is for the real the real deal right no. i am i am like the fake <laughs> no, no 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 yeah she's one of those those people you are a star now right mm-hmm. believe it or not you are a star now and now i am a star too because i met you (laughs) (laughs) so it gets it gets being passed on you meet the star you become the star too because you know the star Mm -hmm. and now you interview someone they also become a star and so now i can tell people you know i got interviewed by this girl who's interviewed the likes of dr kaufman and then they also become a star because they know me now (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's keep them shining pass it on Yes, yes, yes. Um, One thing that I want to quickly add about overcoming the challenges or one of the ways that I really overcame the challenges was God kept me blind to these things. Mm -hmm. Let me explain. Um, I didn't even know that I was the best student in the college. I didn't know until when we graduated. It never dawned on me I could have been the best female student or mm-hmm. at the time that it dawned on me that I could have been the best student, I thought I was 
a small person. God kept me not looking, you know, so that I wouldn't oh. be proud and I wouldn't be content and sort of relax, you know, like yeah. complacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't see it. Honestly, I didn't see it at all. I didn't think about it. All I knew was it was just me doing well. That's what I do. And mm-hmm. even with that, it was, it was, I just felt like, you know, I just do well and I have my peers that I can explain things to. Mm-hmm. It never crossed my mind that actually I probably was the best in my class and I was the best in in what the college I was the best in the department it never crossed my mind honestly Mm -hmm. until we graduated and that is when I knew that oh I was the best student in my class for the electrical engineering class and I was the best uh, female student in my um my college that is the college of engineering and um twice also yes twice in in a row i also got an award for the excellent student and the best student so the best student award is like the one who sits first in their class or Mm -hmm. faculty something like that but the excellent student is someone who's got above a certain average mark and (laughs) i I got it twice. Yeah, I think it was twice. So as far as awards go, honestly, I really don't have any like internationally recognized awards or anything because I haven't even started a career yet. I don't Mm -hmm. consider this like a proper career. Mm -hmm. But so far, that is what I've gotten. And yeah, Mm, it's, it's, it's not something light. It's not light. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So I will definitely add it in there. For me, the greatest moment was to see that smile on my father's face and my mother's face. It was the best moment of my life. It was the best, best moment. And the reason is that my father, even though he went to a university, he never had a degree. And he's just a random person from the village, you know, who just had a lot of vision for himself and for his kids, his family. Mm-hmm. And so seeing me do what he couldn't do and do it well, it made him super proud. Wow. And he had this joy on his face the day I graduated. It was just, it was, yeah, it was amazing. Wow. Just amazing. After school, I got... I I worked in London after school. Mm-hmm. Um, but prior to that, in my first year, I had an internship opportunity in Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, which is what? in London. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I did those. I did the internships twice. And then on the second time, they gave me a full-time offer. So I started working right after school in London. I don't know if you call this an achievement. I don't know. I don't consider it as such because it's a job. It's a moment of celebration. Seriously. Yes, that it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But one thing is, um, at the time when I had the internship, I was one of only two people, the first two people that were hired 
by the bank from our university. Wow. So hmm. that, that is, and oh, did I say that the other person with me who was hired by the bank at that time was also in the College of Engineering, a female. Yay! Yes. Okay. <laughs> and it turned out she was in the same hostel as me. Well, <laughs> so you we didn't became know each friends. other. <laughs> we didn't even know each other yet. Jenny, you're not in class. You're not doing anything related to engineering. What do you enjoy doing? I enjoy talking to Winnie. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> you aren't expecting it. <laughs> well. well, I do enjoy a lot of things. I enjoy sewing, like making shirts and skirts. Oh. And I enjoy painting, acrylic paintings. I mm. make small canvas paintings. <laughs> and I love, love music a lot. So, do, do you have any pictures of um, the products, the paints and the oh, of my thing? Oh, now no, I am shy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I'll take some photos and show them to you. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. of my paintings and my skirts and shirts. And <laughs> okay, okay. They are not perfect, but yeah. No, it's okay. Are, they, it's, it's a hobby. Yeah, it's something yeah. you enjoy doing. Yes, yeah, just a mm -hmm. hobby. And mm -hmm. one other thing that I really love doing is reading novels, okay. especially African novels. <laughs> I'm reading a book by Nguji Watiungo. Ah, Kenya. You know him. <laughs> Kenyan. Yes, yes, yes. That's the closest I've gotten to East African novels. <laughs> I don't like the fact that it's mainly Nigerian authors. You know, those are the prolific writers. Yeah. So I hardly ever come across anything from Uganda or Tunisia or Morocco. Like, I want variety. So, yeah, okay. you can suggest something Ugandan. Wow. Um, so, my second last question is about a favorite quote, something that resonates with you. It doesn't have to be constantly that, but at the moment. It's a scripture from Proverbs. Pardon? <laughs> it's a scripture from the book of Proverbs. Um, uh, uh, it says that, and this is the New King James Version. Okay. It says that, do you see a man who excels at his work? He will stand before kings. He will wow. not stand before unknown men. And that is Proverbs 22, 29, I think. I think. Yeah, I was almost asking, Let is me that from the Bible? Oh, yes. <laughs> the Bible we all read, because I'm never, I'm never ready. <laughs> it speaks volumes. That's why I'm, I'm like... Okay, how come yeah. I didn't know about this? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's 2229, yeah. Okay, okay. Wow. And it inspires <laughs> me because it says that I think it it's it speaks the same thing as what one of the other scriptures in Ecclesiastes says. I think it's Ecclesiastes 910 verse. Yeah, 910A or something. Or 109A, mm -hmm. one of them. Okay. And it says that whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. 
So both scriptures are saying literally the same thing, except the one in Proverbs goes a little beyond that and says that if you do whatever you do with all of your might and excel at it, the result is that you stand before kings and great people and not stand before unknown people. Wow. Yeah, I was going to ask, so why, why don't people like to work yet the Bible actually encourages work, good work, hard work, doing your best? Wow, do I even know? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think the Bible is a mystery. That yeah. this is my thoughts. This is just my thought. I think is the is the breathed word of God, mm-hmm. and it can be a mystery to the unrenewed, ungenerated mind. And so, like all mysterious things, you can easily misinterpret it. Mm-hmm. For instance, people can go about saying, "Oh, Scripture says that God gives to His beloved even in his sleep." One of the Psalms. Mm-hmm. so it means that if i sleep god will still give to me that is the meaning right <laughs> you don't have to work <laughs> you don't have to work <laughs> some says oh the bible says the root of evil or money is the root of evil mm-hmm. and you can easily see how i've misquoted and misinterpreted it because mm-hmm. it's dotted across scripture that god wants us to be fruitful Yes. And God wants us to work hard because work is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, lots of people think work is just work. It's what pays the bills. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think God, God is, God gave work as a sacred thing to us. In our work, we can find God. So for instance, when, I, when I'm working on some mathematical algorithms and formulas, right? Mm-hmm. What what I do is I just pray sometimes. Sometimes I just talk to God about it. Sometimes I don't. I just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But the more I read and I understand these things and things start making sense, I stand in awe of God that mm-hmm. these things all come together so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think work is something that you can find God in and he wants us to do it well. And that is why the scripture speaks a lot to me, right? It it tells me hard work pays. Hard work pays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. See why I told you it's always a learning process for me. There's always, there's always something to learn out of these interviews. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you too. (laughs) So my very last question is about how you would encourage a young girl who is passionate about STEM that is struggling to find her place in this field. How would you encourage them? That is a tough one. (laughs) It's the last one, I promise. (laughs) Um, hmm. It's gonna be hard (laughs) because <laughs> because I would need to know what kind of girl it is. <laughs> you know, some people are more emotional than others. Mm. And all of these things play a role in how 
even in our own success. Yeah. I think ultimately God is the writer of our stories. Mm. That God also has given human beings a will. And how the two come together, I find I do not understand. Except I know that you also have to do your part. Mm. And what I would say to a girl is to know what you want. Mm. Know what you want. What exactly do you want? Do you want to be like every other girl? Do you want to... Um, do you want to get the attention of men? And here mm-hmm. I'm saying that because if I had let those things that I heard the boys say get to me, mm-hmm. I would have probably stopped doing what I was doing and stopped as an out. I would have tried to be like every other girl. Do you get my point? Yes. So that they would like me too. So they would mm-hmm. uh, they would think of me as oh she is mine. She's pretty you know Mm. (laughs) and not think of me as what they used to think of me Mm. i'm not saying the boys in my class were disrespectful not at all but occasionally i did hear the things that i told you about Mm -hmm. and so for me i would tell the girl one know what you want if you if you're willing to make change in the lives of people Mm. you should be willing to pay the price of that Mm. and here price is not that oh, you don't get to go to a party or something, but prices, you will not get the glory of mm-hmm. maybe later when they see you reap the fruits of your work, they mm-hmm. will admire you. But now you probably won't get it and it's okay. It's okay not to be admired by everybody. It's mm-hmm. okay not to be liked by everybody. It's okay not to be respected by everybody. You just keep on building your character and building the person that you are hoping to become. And when you have become that person, the admiration that you lost or the respect you didn't get or the um, bad words people said about you, those would be done away with. Mm. Right. Yeah. So for me, that would be uh, the first, the first thing. Um, Would I say a second thing? Okay. I think the second thing would be this. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Mm -hmm. It's a scripture. I think it's in Ephesians or Philippians, maybe. Yes, I think. Mm -hmm. And I find this so true. Sometimes you find that a girl is the best in her class and because of that she has to lord it over everybody and show Mm -hmm. that she really is the best Mm. and in some ways I don't blame such people or girls because it generally is hard for a girl to rise in some fields Mm. and so when a girl tends to rise or rises they they tend to to be I don't know they tend to lord it over people you know Mm. And one thing that I've learned in life is at any and every point in time, associate with the people you think are not good enough and associate with those you think are good. Be friendly, be nice, be humble, be essentially be approachable to all. Don't don't have 
difference with poor people one way you've got to treat rich people the same if you're going to treat what you call a dumb which i don't believe exists but let's say they do exist a dumb person one way mm-hmm. you should be willing to treat an intelligent person that same way mm-hmm. so you give everybody the same respect everybody the same friendliness and warmth essentially that's what i want to say Okay. Yeah, I think that is it. Okay. Okay. Um. So from my side, that was all I had as questions. And once again, thank you so so much. Mm. Thank you very much for taking time to speak with me. Welcome. Finally, I can get off the hot seat. <laughs> okay, my dear. Enjoy the rest of the day. You too. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.